0: Good evening, good evening, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, November the 21st, 2019, the time 9.36 p.m. We're in the Apple Valley Studio tonight. We're pretty Bishop Founder and Overseer of the Greater All Nations, Trinity College Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible Study Sessions. Tonight, Doctor Moore is talking about in his lessons. He's talking about the battle of temptation. Tonight, he will get deeper and deeper into the subject. Tonight, so get out your Bibles, unless you're ready to learn. Are you ready to learn tonight? Because I am, and if you're ready to learn, then let's go on this biblical journey together and let's take notes and let's learn in class as he teaches this word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Doctor Bishop, off the microphone.
1: God machine, ready your land tonight. Amen. Tonight is there is tonight. Amen. We shall try to bring you food for thought tonight. Uh, as always, amen. We thank the Lord for our announcer, amen, bringing us on each Wednesday and Thursday, amen, that we can get into the Word of God and amen, take our prayers to the Lord. Tonight we're gonna to go right into the Word of God. I pray that each one of you are blessed in ready your land tonight. I know there's a struggle in life, but I'm praying, amen, that God will bless you uh, this night, at this hour, all over the face of the earth. Amen. We're praying God's blessing upon you. We're going to amen tonight, Look into St. Matthew, the fourth chapter, verse one through 11 and we will read, amen, uh, what is according to the word of God. Then what Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after hunger. And when the temple came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God. Command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and sitteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He should give his angels charge concerning thee, and in thy hand they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. But Jesus says unto him, It is written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord Thou God. Again the devil taketh him into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, All these things will I give thee. Yet thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thou God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. The Battle of Temptation The Battle of Temptation And Jesus answered and said unto him Get thee behind me Satan For it is written Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God And him only shalt thou serve I want to declare tonight Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, and Jesus was tempted. But we must use the words of Jesus. When temptation comes to us and confronts us, and it will, there is no human on earth that can escape temptation. Tempting you to try to make you do something that you know you know you're not supposed to do. But Jesus told Satan, and Jesus knew who he was talking to. And I want to say, Amen. We also, as believers in Christ Jesus, we ought not be ignorant of the devices of Satan. We ought to know who we are talking to. Jesus, to get thee behind me. Not in front of me, not on the side of me, but get behind me, Satan. Jesus overcomes the devil, tempting by the word of God, and he maintained his force, his submission, and his love to God. Jesus did not, amen, bow down to temptation, and neither should we. As Christians today and believers in the Lord today, we ought not bow down to temptation. It is out there. It's all around us. And this whole human body that we live in, it likes to sometimes give in to temptation. But the Lord letting us know tonight, amen, that we should not bow down to that. The Count of the Temptation of Jesus, it provided a fascinating insight in the significance of the Old Testament. Shortly before his ascending, Jesus told his disciples, These are the words which I speak unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. Which were written really in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the songs concerning me. We find that in Saint Luke chapter twenty four and forty four. These three four references describe the way the book of the old testament are arranged in the ancestors' manuscript. The first section, towards was the law, it included Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The second, the prophets, consisted of Joshua, Jared, Samuel, King, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the book of the 12, which is commonly referred to as a minor prophet. The last section was the Psalms, and it comprised of Psalm, Job, Proverbs, Ruth, Song, the Song, Ecclesiastes, Lamentation, Esther, Daniel, Israel, Nehemiah, and Chronicle. The New Testament included nearly eight hundred quote paraphrase, or allusion to the Old Testament. The book. Must refer represented in the New Testament is Psalm, which we find it would refer to two hundred and six times. The second one is Isaiah, and it would refer one hundred and sixty-five times. The next one is Deuteronomy, which would to ninety-four times. Thus, the three most referenced books in the old in the New Testament include. One each from Psalm, the Law, the Prophet. But when the two numbers repping in each of the three sections of the Old Testament, it is through provoking in the view of Jesus' words to note there are two hundred sixty-six repping to the Law. The New Testament has 276 to the prophet and 243 to Psalm. These valuable equations at least call the attention to the consistent testimony of Christ found in the Hebrew Scriptures. To see the significance of the temptation of Jesus, it is important to note Matthew's point. It is important to note Matthew's point. How Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And so is Jesus. Come from under his fasting and his praying. For forty long days and forty long nights. Immediately he was led by up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. <sighs> Satan knows I have a weakest point. And he knows, amen when this old body have had have not had any nutrition in it. You know, amen, we need to be fed. So Satan began to distract Jesus from the standpoint, I know you're hungry. I know, amen, that you've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And out there in that lonely island by themselves, Jesus had to tackle Satan in his mind. Because the devil will talk to you. Don't you never think that Satan will not talk to you. Now, we do we do not think so much of the Holy Spirit leading us into temptation. But there was the divine purpose in Jesus' temptation. The purpose is seen in the specified temptation and the way they identified Jesus was the nation of Israel in its wilderness experience. We may think the prophet Hosea referred only to the nation of Israel when he wrote, when Israel was a child, he said, then I love him. And I call him my son out of Egypt. Hosea 11 and 1. But in Matthew, this was not just a reference to Israel delivering from Egypt. But when the angel told Joseph to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt to avoid the wrath of Herod, it was according to Matthew. That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken. Of the Lord by the prophet saying. Out of Egypt. Have I called my son. Matthews 2 and 15. Matthews. Understood holy prophecy. To be able. To be about the return of Jesus from Egypt to Israel. In the key event of Jesus' life, there is some sense in which he represents the nation as God's son. Yes, Jesus represented the nation of, of Israel as God's son, whereas Israel was unfaithful, was an unfaithful son. But Jesus was faithful in every test. Israel was unfaithful, but Jesus was faithful in everything that he went through. The Bible said, be thou faithful unto death. Talking to humanity. Talking about to a believer. Be thou faithful unto death, and he said, I will give thee a crown of life. Jesus defeated Satan by the word of God. How do we defeat Satan? We must defeat Satan by the word of God. We must use the word of God on Satan because Satan will talk to you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how long you've been in Christ. Amen. The devil will talk to you. And there is nobody no smarter than the devil but Jesus himself. We as human beings, is no match for the devil. So don't you think you can ask, with the devil I smile at the devil You can't But you can use the word of God on it In reading Of Jesus' temptation It is commonly To poke on the scripture To resist temptation Amen you, To resist it You see it Amen it, it, It's out there Appetizing itself In every form Every way but you don't go to it. If you know it's going to burn you, don't get burnt. If you know it's going to get you in trouble, don't get in trouble. Resist it. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. But some things is looking so it's so appetizing. It looks so good. Until sometimes we say, "Well, I don't care. Well, I get burnt or not. I I'm I'm just gonna have to get burnt. I'm I'm going to let myself." Uh, Wade out into this But if you use the word of God You won't fall for Satan's tricks Since Jesus quoted The scripture Responding to each Of Satan's enticement This is not an error For scripture It's certainly useful As a powerful weapon In the time of temptation. Amen. Quote the word of God. You're vulnerable. We're human. We're vulnerable. But when you find yourself, amen, falling into temptation, quote the word of God. Tell Satan like Jesus said, get thee behind me. But to focus only on this aspect of the account is to miss the connection between Jesus' divine order, tempting, and the history of Israel' temptation. In the wilderness, after their deliverance from Egypt, all Israel had been baptized unto Moses in the clouds and in the Red Sea. First Corinthians 10 and 12, prior to the succumbing, the various temptations in the wilderness, so Jesus was baptized just before his experience with temptation. Jesus was baptized, if we can see the similarity. Matthew 3, 13 and 17, in contrast to Israel, Repeating, it failed when confronted with the temptation. Jesus demonstrated the life of faith and faith role of resisting temptation. Israel failed, but Jesus he demonstrated the life of faith. And the faith rolled in resisting temptation. By doing so, he illustrated what Israel's relationship with God should have been. He showed us, amen, what Israel, Amen, relationship with God should have been. We should note. It is never suggested in the scripture that Jesus fasted for forty days and forty nights is a model for all Christians. Amen. We should note that there are three forty days fasts in scripture, and each is seen as miraculous first Moses he fasted for 40 days although he was for an addition 40 days without food or water after his discovering of Israel worship of the golden calf in Exodus 24 and 18 Deuteronomy 9 and 8 King, generally ten and ten Eight days without any form of nourishment Is clearly a miraculous thing Now Jesus didn't tell you and I had to go no amen forty days I have heard amen of some people saying amen They have went 40 days and 40 nights But I, I amen, I, I just heard it, praise the Lord I have not myself, praise the Lord Yes, I fast and fast often, but it's not no 30 days or 40 days. Elijah, like Moses, amen, went for 40 days without eating. But he did so on the strength of food and water. Elijah, amen, he used, amen, uh, food and water. That had been miraculous provided to him by an angel. We see that in First King nineteen and four and eight. Jesus fasting was the result of his being led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus, Amen. Had to show Satan who he was. Now, Amen. If you are anybody on earth, Amen. The devil know who you are. You can't trick Satan, Amen. Make, Amen. Make Satan think that you're somebody that you are not, because the devil knows you. This indicated, Amen. There was, and theological reason for his event. As the account unfolds, we can see that the purpose for this miraculous experience was not to contribute to Jesus, spiritually developing, but to portray his faith in God at the utmost expense for peoples of faith of all time. He wanted Jesus to betray his faith. He wanted Jesus to believe that, amen, God was not able to keep him. What does he do to us today? He wants us to believe that the Lord is not able to keep us from falling. And if the devil can make you think that, you will fall. But the Lord is able to keep us from falling. But you've got to have faith in Jesus at all times. In contrast to Israel, Israel fell, Israel fell, Israel fell and fell badly. They were supposed to be God's chosen people, representing the law in holiness and in righteousness, but they failed badly. They kind of left the world without an example. But Jesus came along, and he, he rebuilt this up. In contrast to Israel failing of faith in the wilderness. Wondering. They were in the wilderness wondering. Wondering which way to go. Wondering what to do. Are you in wandering land tonight? Are you wondering? I know that there come times in my life my mind wondered also. But I, 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 I must quote the scripture. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. And neither will I forsake you, lo, I with you, even to the end of the world. I have to quote the scripture to comfort myself. For the day of Jesus' fast represents Israel 40 days in the wilderness, during which the nation repeatedly revealed the lack of faith and trust in God. They they they, they fail to trust in God. Are you failing to trust in the Lord today at this hour that we're living in now, this dark age that we're living in now? Are you failing to trust in the Lord? Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, children, and lean not to your own understanding. It's not about your understanding. It's not about your ways. It's your trust. It's your faith in the Lord. It's about the word of God. Satan's statement to Jesus was, if thou be the Son of God. Listen at Satan. If thou be the Son of God, Satan knew exactly who Jesus Christ was. Satan was up in heaven. And he knew who Jesus Christ was. If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Listen, that's Satan trying to tempt Jesus. You, 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 the Son of God, you got power. You can do miracles. You can do things that is not uh, normal for a human being to do. Show me. My beloved, let me tell you something. You don't have to show the devil nothing. You never have nothing in you. You don't have to show the devil nothing, but the devil will talk to your mind and saying, "If you be, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread." Now he wanted Jesus to turn stones into bread, but Jesus wouldn't have got any uh, any glory out of turning stones into bread. Matthew 4 and 3, is sometimes thought to be a question about whether Jesus truly was the Son of God. and As has been declared by the voice from heaven immediately before Jesus passed, Matthew 3 and 17, this is not the case. The ideal is since you are the Son of God. Satan knew Jesus was the Son of God. He knew it. Satan know who you are. Satan know who each one of us. Satan asked the Lord, "Amen." In the day of Job, God said, "Do you know my servant Job? That there is none like him, an upright man, that feared God and shun evil." Satan said, yes, I know him, just like I know all the rest of the people. And Satan told Jesus, told the Lord, if you move the heads from around him, I'll make him curse you. God gave him that permission, and you know the story. Job was tested from every point that there was. Amen, that a human could go through with. But amen, he did not curse God. He cursed the day that he was born, but he didn't curse God. Temptation was not an attempt to convey Jesus otherwise, but an effort to deceive him into committing the same kind of faithfulness act that has right Israel failure so long ago. He was trying to make Jesus do the same thing that Israel did, and that was actually deny the Lord. And that's all Satan has done to you and I today. He's trying his best is to make us deny the Lord and the word of God, the faith that we're standing on. After Jesus had passed the 40 days, now listen, 40 days and 40 nights is a long time for a human being is to let their body go without any uh, food, or uh, any water, praise God. That is a long time. You know you're weak at that hour. And anybody, amen, that will come at that, at that time, amen, and offer you something, amen, to eat, amen, or to drink, your body will crave for it. But he was hungry. He was hungry. Matthew four and two say Jesus was hungry. This what this may suggest that like Moses and Elijah, he did not experience hunger during the previous forty days. But being forty days tempted of the devil, and in these days he did not eat. And when they were ended he afterward was hungry. After them, for day, Jesus was hungry. Well, let me tell you something, amen. When you're in the spirit of the Lord, you got food that nobody knows of. You're not hungry when you're in the spirit, but after you come, amen, to back to your old flesh and to yourself, yes, you get hungry. Amen. The servant, as the background of this temptation, were well, the Israelite questioned to whether God would feed them or let them die into the wilderness. Now, amen. The Israelite, God brought them out of Egypt with a strong hand, a mighty hand. And when God opened the Red Sea and let them cross on dry ground, that was just a miraculous miracle all by itself, that he was God Almighty. And even as they cross, and as they seen the enemy drowned, and Amen, I don't know how much more faith that I would have needed, Amen, if I were under that and seen that kind of experience. But yet, as they cross on the other side, doubt fell in their mind. As doubt falls in many people's mind today. There have been amen that served uh as this background, Amen, of the temptation while the Israelite. And the children of Israel said unto them, I would to God had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. I, amen. When we sat by the flush pots and when we did eat bread to the to be filled,
2: for you have
1: brought us forward into the wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Exodus sixteen and three. They had no faith in the Lord. They lost their faith in the Lord. I wonder amen in this day and time that you live in as a Christian, and, and and you you down to your last bell. you down to your last mean, And I wonder if Satan is talking to you and you're losing faith in the Lord. Out of all the Lord done did for you and all the Lord that brought you through, I'm wondering, are you losing faith? Are you being tempted by what you can't see? Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Since God had promised, he would give Israel a land that flowed with milk and honey. Their murmuring was an act of unbelief. God done told them, I'm I'm going to give you a land that flowed with milk and honey. But what what did they turn around and do? They didn't turn around and say, Lord, I thank you. They turned around with unbelief because they were struggling for a while. They complain it, they struggle. God would not do or couldn't do, could not do what he had promised to do. Oh my God. Isn't that just like us as him beings? God you promised us this, but I don't see it. You can't fulfill what you gave us, and we we doubt. There come unbelief. We give up. My God, my God. God would not, or could not do what He had promised to do. Merciful, however, God responded by providing quails and manna. Amen, God heard they mummer, God heard they grumbling, and God is being so merciful, according to Exodus sixteen chapter verse four through thirty six God heard their mummering and their grumbling, as Moses later interpreted, God responded, it was to human Israel, and to make the people know that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God we live. Hallelujah. The Lord don't want us to be tempted. Not by the things that Satan is telling us to fall for. And we know it's not of the Lord. Jesus would come along, Amen, and prove that we don't have to be tempted. Jesus was just as much man as he was God. When he walked it out on earth, Amen. Everything man felt, Jesus felt it. Jesus was hunger. Jesus was tired. Jesus went to sleep. Everything that man felt, Jesus felt it. Jesus responded to Satan's temptation with Moses' words. Instead of following Israel's example of fearing that God would not keep his promise, Jesus confesses that God's words are trustworthy. You can can trust God's words. If we can't trust nothing else, you can trust God's words. If God had promised he will do something, well, you believe he's going to do it. As he promised the Israelites, he would give them a land that flows with milk and honey. He will do it. If God promised you something, hold on to it. If it's your last breath that you're breathing, hold on to it. Believe that you're going to receive it because Amen. God can't lie. I feel like I'm talking to somebody tonight. Out of all you're going through with, don't you give up on Jesus. I don't care how sick you are in the bed. If the Lord says he's going to hear you, believe it. Might not be in the way that you, amen, you think it is, but believe it. He will do it, including taking care of every situation along the way. The Lord, amen, going to take care of every situation along the way. He ain't, he ain't going to run off and leave you, amen, like man will. Amen. The Lord will take care of every situation. The Lord will provide that hindrances hindrance, the fulfillment of the promise. For Israel, this meant he would feed them until they rest, that promised land. The fear of starving. They thought they were going to go out there and starve. The, the earth is the Lord and the food is that road. Everything belongs to the Lord. If God said, go, go, believe him. If he say, I'll make the way for you, believe him. My God, I know many of you tell me, I've heard it so many times. You've been down to your last, last dime. And you didn't know which way nothing was going to come from. And God was saying something. Open up a door, open up a way for you. Yes, he will do just that. If God has promised he will do something, he will do it. I will put that in your spirit tonight. People that trust in the Lord and they're struggling, amen, and, and going through some difficult times. If God don't promise you he's going to bring you out, God don't promise you he's going to deliver you, believe it. Just put that in your spirit. Jesus defeated Satan. Jesus defeated Satan. Satan used the psalmist, 91, and verse 11 through 12, in an effect to tempt Jesus, he indicated his understanding of the Messianic nature. It has also been noticed, Satan quotes Psalm 91 11, only in part, now, if you notice, amen, Satan only tells the truth in part. He don't never tell the full truth. So that's why we have to listen very closely to the word of the Lord and to those that have given us the word of the Lord, because Satan don't tell the full truth. He tells the truth. He is not recording as having included the phrase to keep thee in all thy ways. He he, 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 didn't, he, didn't, he didn't record that. The Lord said, I'll keep thee in all of thy ways. This is significant. For the phrase described the ordinary affair of the life. Not unusually effected like leaping from tall buildings. Perhaps more significant, the promise of Psalm 911 certainly does not refer to the effect to uh the effect to force God's hand. God don't have to prove nothing to the devil. The Lord know how to keep you. Now Jesus he responded from Deuteronomy 6 and 16. It is written again. Amen. Jesus talking, amen, from the scripture. It is written again. Now shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. Jesus let's say, no, I'm your God. You're not my God. I'm your God. You can't tempt me. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, Matthew uh, 4 and 7. He linked this temptation with the Israelite temptation of God as the Messiah. Well, they didn't chill with Moses and says, give us water that we may drink. And Moses said to them, why cheer ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? Exodus 17 and 2, as with their complaint that God was going to let them starve in the wilderness. God ain't going to let you starve. God is not going to let you starve. The banks belong to the Lord. The cattle of a thousand hills belong to the Lord. The earth belongs to the Lord God ain't going to let you stop But they, now they murmur against Moses They murmured against God's leader Amen They murmured against God's leader It's bad to mumble against God's leader They murmur against Moses And said Wherefore is this That thou hast brought us Up out of Egypt now you don't brought us out of Egypt to kill us. You brought us out of Egypt to kill us. We we rather stayed under Pharaoh, under the taskmaster, and our children and our cattle, and we thirst. You done not brought us out of the wilderness, out here in this wilderness, we wondering, amen, and don't know which way to go. You don't brought us out here to kill us. Again, God responded merciful. And he provided water from a rock. When Moses smote it with his rod, as God directed, Exodus 17:5 and 7. Israel sin. Here was that they tempted the Lord, saying, "Is the Lord among us or not?" Exodus 17: and 7. Is God among us or not? I can hear that amen so much in our society today because you haven't received exactly amen what you think you don't receive. You say, is, is God really among us or not? Is God really answering our prayer? Just because we don't amen, and God don't move on our time, we have doubt and we complain. And we disbelieve the word of God. Jesus recognized that every thought, the promise in uh, Psalm 91, 11, and 12 was a Messianic promise. The Messiah had promised them this. It would be tempted, and it would be tested. So God, to leap from the pinnacle of the temple and attempt to force God to send his angels to bear Jesus up so he would not dash his feet against a stone. He knew that was going to be tested. The devil is testing you and I right now as I am speaking. The devil is testing you from the standpoint, do you really believe the word of God? Do you really believe everything God is saying? Are you really standing on faith in the Lord as the Bible tells us to? just because we haven't got some of the things that we need or we think we need. It brings doubt into our mind. Just as God promised to Israel that he would give them a land filled with milk and honey, meat, that means everything that they possibly would need. He would sustain them with all Necessity of life along the way up to their fulfillment of that promise. Everything they needed, God said, I will fulfill it. So God promised to the Messiah that he would give his angel responsibility to protect him from dangers did not mean Jesus should live dangerously just to prove God would keep his word. He didn't have no reason to. The devil was talking to him. And you don't have no business, amen, trying to prove nothing to the devil. If you know you're slave, amen, you ain't got to prove that to the devil. If you know you're living right and walking upright before the Lord, you ain't got to prove that to the devil. Just live it. Jesus, you are the light of the world. We are to let our light shine. We are not to make it shine, but we are to let it shine. Jesus defeated Satan by his submission to God. Amen. Jesus submitted to the almighty power of God. Satan, in effect, to convince Jesus to fall down and worship him was essentially an attempt to persuade Jesus to acknowledge that Satan, as God, Satan wanted Jesus to acknowledge him as God. How foolish. A creator that made Satan want him to turn around and acknowledge him as God. Oh, the devil wants you to acknowledge him as God. And he will promise you some of everything that there is. Satan so claimed ownership to all the kingdoms of the world. Satan so said, If 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 you just bow down to me, I'll give you I give you everything. I give you cars. I give you land. I give you financial. I give you uh. I I I give you playthings. I give you women. I give you men. I'll give you everything that you need. All you need to do is bow down to me. Just do like I tell you to do, and I give you all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus turned around and tell us, What would it profit a man to gain the whole world? And lose his own soul. Or what will he have in exchange for it? Because this world is temporary, and this world is going to pass away. But that is what Satan is tempting men with today. It's saying to the young women today, saying to the young men today, if you go out and fashion yourself to the world, you go out there and pull off your clothes and 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 you go to snotting that Open. amen i'll give you any glory that you want i'll set you up on the top of the world and many people fall for that they think they'd be on top of the world because they make so much money you ain't on top of the world my brother and my sister that's a delusion satan's gonna put you up there but you're gonna fall but that's the lie that Satan is telling, amen, who matters today. I'll give you all of this. And the glory of them, I'll give you the glory of them. I have people honoring you. I have people respecting you. I have people bowing down to you. Can't you look at it and see it's all through life today. Everybody's trying to get that power to make other people bow down to them and worship them. But Jesus responded by quoting from the contents of the Shema. In Deuteronomy 6 and 4, he went to the heart of Satan's lie. The contents of the Shema is called to obey to God, obedience that would result in the rich blessing or fulfilling fulfilling the promise of prosperity. If you really want to be blessed, obey the Lord. If you really want prosperity, obey the Lord. That's where real prosperity come in at. It's through obedience. He had to go and confront them. And he had to tell them, hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of our fathers hath promised thee, in the land that flow with milk and honey. And it shall be, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land, which he swore unto thy father, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, To give thee great and godless cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things, which thou feelest not, and wells that you didn't dig, which thou digest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eat and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord. We brought these followers out of the land of Egypt. You know, God has blessed us and constantly blessing us. And amen. The more that he blesses and let us prosper, we forget the Lord. We forget where we came from. Oh, that's a mistake. Don't forget the Lord from where you came from. Thou shalt feel the Lord thy God and serve him, and shall and shall swear by his name. You shall not Go after the gods a gods of the people Which are around about you For the Lord is a jealous God God is a jealous God And he don't want you to have No other God before him This is Dr. Moore tonight Saying the battle of temptation Is still raging God bless you We love you Until next week Thank you all those for calling in tonight
0: We'll be back next week The part two of the Battle of Temptation. Until then, God bless and good night. Bye-bye. At Kroger, we believe in higher standards for fresh. So we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for oranges, we check for scarring and sunburn, allowing only the best produce to reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More
1: save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.